ancient alien pyramids. Some, like the Great Pyramid of Giza, have more going on than meets the eye. Advanced structures that seem to both store and transmit information. While some pyramids still appear to be functioning as intended, others, like Tum Tum in Washington State, lay dormant. Is it possible to use the energy structure of the Great Pyramid of Giza to jumpstart non-operational pyramids like Tum Tum? And if so, will the indigenous people return to that area to gather and celebrate once again like they did for thousands of years? Consider these things and more on this episode of The Supernatural Explorer. Supernatural Explorers, welcome to episode 18, Restoring Ancient Alien Pyramids, Experiments with the Great Pyramid of Giza and Tum Tum. This episode, I'm going to give a brief overview of the related aspects of last episode before jumping right into the energy work and seeing what good can be done. What more might we learn from these ancient pyramids and the former inhabitants of their corresponding elongated skulls? For you brand new listeners out there, it might be a good idea to check out the last episode if you haven't already, as this is a continuation of that. Alright, let's go in. Last episode, we considered the similarities between the Great Pyramid of Giza, a Paracas Pyramid, and America's Tum Tum Pyramid in Washington State, including tie-ins to elongated skulls, ultra-terrestrials, and giants. Lots of fun there. In examining and comparing the energy structures of each pyramid and a representative longhead from each area, we encountered some mixed results. This was not a big surprise with the Paracas Pyramid, which, at least in 2012, looked like a pile of sand and rubble. I'm hopeful it still fares better than some other ancient pyramids in Peru that I just learned about from watching an Al Jazeera news clip. On YouTube. The piece reported on an almost 5,000 year old pyramid that the Peruvian government allowed to be leveled in 2013 for apartment buildings. Frankly, that really sucks. However, I do wonder if there's any residual energy in the area from that former pyramid even seven years after its destruction, so we'll definitely be checking that site later as well. 
I'm happy to report I had more insights come to me on the energy structure of the Paracas Pyramid. When we checked it last episode, despite its current physical state, it energetically felt about 200 yards tall with a flickering light beaming out of the top. What popped into my consciousness was the significance of feeling the energy of that pyramid behind me. In my almost two decades of reading the energy of people and things, energy that is behind me represents that which we are moving away from. Makes sense, right? With that, whatever state this Paracas pyramid is in physically, if nothing else changes, it seems like it is moving past, away from what it was energetically. So, moving away from being a 600-foot-tall beacon emitting light. Based on my past experiences with energy that is felt behind, I wouldn't be surprised if it sheds what it once was, and then to also see what it might become. As for Tum-Tum Pyramid, its energy felt heavy and depressed. No aura that exceeded its size or beam of light shooting out of the top like Giza or Paracas. I'm hopeful for Tum Tum because it is still very much intact and perhaps even better preserved than Giza due to its protective covering of dirt and ash. Since the last episode, I got the chance to tell a few people about the American pyramids and really enjoyed seeing their surprise reactions, especially when they look at the picture. Well, someone got an even better surprise reaction out of me when they did a quick Google search and informed me You know, tum-tum is actually a Hebrew word that means hidden, right? And I was like, what? Because that makes me wonder, was somebody in naming the mountain giving us a hint as to the truth of what it was? And the mention of it being a Hebrew word totally makes me think of Gary Parker's vision of ultra-terrestrials that included Hebrew symbols and messages of their return in Jerusalem, on the Temple Mount, in 2022. Is this all somehow related? With this and all the pyramids we'll be revisiting, we will start by reconnecting with, balancing as needed, and then working with the former inhabitants of each of the correlating elongated skulls, if they do indeed desire to help in the work. As for working with and trying to balance the pyramids, we'll be using the Great Pyramid of Giza as the template of a strong and healthy energy pattern, which is miles tall, shooting a steady beam of light out into our infinite universe. Is the energy of the Great Pyramid enough to jumpstart Tum Tum out of its depressed funk? And if so, will the indigenous people return to Tum Tum and gather like they used to for thousands of years? I'm eager to see what can be done to help and will fill in more information along the way. I'm now going to go through my meditative ritual and I'll be right back to get to work. Hey, welcome back everyone. Let's get right to it. I'm going to start by connecting with the old school Egyptian who is known to have the most elongated skull, the spirit, the being that inhabited that skull, where they're at now. I'm going to connect with them first, please. 
Now this is interesting. I'm just now realizing, remembering that the last time I connected with this spirit, this being, I didn't note the size. I didn't feel 20 feet tall, 40 feet tall. I felt me size. And I'm feeling the same thing now with the exception of I feel the energy in my head coming up in a cone head shaped way. What feels true with that, if you could imagine how a highly advanced being, ultra terrestrial or from Earth, that had an elongated skull. And if you look at that in a literal fashion related to spirituality, the part of the skull that is elongated is going up the crown chakra, the connectedness to the unseen. If that's elongated to allow the communication and transmutation to occur on a much higher level, that would be associated with the crown. But there were also at the same time existing humans who didn't have these abilities or didn't have these elongated skulls. Sometimes when you put the two together, you could get a giant. And sometimes when you put the two together, you can get what people would agree is a human with an elongated skull. And being a human with an elongated skull, it has the structure but has to learn the way to operate it. It makes sense to me. I hope that's making sense to you. It's almost like you have different traits of your parents, but you don't get all of both, so to speak. You get some of this and you get some of that. So they get the elongated skull and the structure, but they don't get the automatic magic, so to speak, and knowing how to work it all. And it would only take a very certain kind of person who could achieve that in a lifetime as evidenced by the number of enlightened people walking around in the world. So this being may have been a descendant from the really highly advanced who had the skulls and knew how to use them. Like a son, a daughter, a generation or two down from that, but without the ability to use it the way their ancestors did. And every generation that goes on loses the teachers, the energy, how to use those vibrations until it just goes away. So a human feeling with ultra-terrestrial or advanced structure that don't necessarily translate into the ability to tap in, be enlightened, and transmute things in a way that would seem supernatural to us. But I'm definitely going to see if this spirit wants to come along for the ride as we now go to the Great Pyramid of Giza, which I would guess is going to feel exactly the way it felt. So let's go find out. All right, let's go now together to the Great Pyramid of Giza, please. Oh, I'm very glad the other night I got to feel a layer of subtlety of the Great Pyramid of Giza. Gigantic going into the sky, as tall as the sky, pyramid with a beam of light shooting out of the top. I'm glad I got to experience that layer of subtlety. 
because the layer of subtlety I'm experiencing now is... Uh, <laughs> us having a hard time describing size. How do I describe boundlessness? This is the only way I can describe it. There was a boundlessness I felt when I connected with Pan. But you'd imagine a nature spirit to feel like if the nature spirit is kind of everywhere and nowhere at the same time. Then there's the boundlessness of light compared to that. So you're like, wow, a nature spirit that covers the earth, that's really vast. And Oh, wait a minute, light. If we look at the stars in the sky, wow, light is really boundless. So the energy I just felt is between pan and the light. Pan was boundless, but this was even more boundless feeling. I'm just noticing now that my room isn't totally dark, and so if I saw a subtle light, I wouldn't be able to comment on it. So let me shut the lights that are on and go back in and see if I can see the level of light I see as well. The old school Egyptian spirit came with, and we're going back into the Great Pyramid of Giza. Lights off in my room to see what I can see. So connect me with that, please. The more stuff becomes formless, the harder it is to describe. There is a subtle lightness I'm experiencing with my eyes closed. Most of the energy feels, I'm putting this in quotes, physical. But it's so vast, I can't describe it beyond that. So, with a little lightness and a lot of balance, I feel good about what I'm feeling. I imagine, since we're all connected all the time and these are higher vibrations than me, that they know what I'm up to. I got the sense when I connected with the pyramid energy that it was ready for us in some way. Didn't feel the exact same way. Inanimate objects usually feel exactly the same no matter how many times you visit them. This is definitely an animate object in some way. And I, I just had the sense it was expecting us. Let's continue with the plan then. Uh, I'm going to connect now with that Paracas elongated skull spirit being we connected with the other night was the most large and in charge spirit that I felt, if my memory serves me correctly. So let's connect with that spirit being now, please. It's like everyone's got their game face on. This spirit being feels different than the other night too. And if I didn't have so much experience doing this, I would be thinking, you're off, you're not feeling anything, you just think you're feeling something. But I feel pretty confident about what I'm feeling. And with this Paracas skull spirit being one of the former longheads, feels as vast as... I'm going to put the vastness on the vastness of Pan if you were following the scale. So it was an earthly vastness, a larger than earthly vastness, and then the vastness of light of a star. 
this spirit is now feeling as vast as the earth, as vast as Pan. I just have to trust that they're showing themselves or showing up in a way that is optimal to try and do what we're going to try and do, and that is to jumpstart Tum Tum again. And for the part of me that 100% buys in with everything that's happening, keeping my other thoughts out of my head that can doubt or ruin the experience, I feel good about what I'm feeling. I feel like they're calling in higher vibrations, the highest vibrations they can tap into because that's what's needed to make happen what we're going to try to make happen. All right, now we're going to go to the Paracas Pyramid I connected with the other day. Please connect me with that same Paracas Pyramid. Thank you. Oh, I felt energy behind me as soon as I connected. So I was like, oh, good. At least something's showing itself the same as the other night. But the energy I'm feeling doesn't feel the same. It's like everything's so subtle. I feel the energy behind me, but I can't really tell the size. I can't really tell what's going on. It's like, I don't know what to do here. I'm out of my depth here. I don't know what to do. I think this is some kind of test because I feel the energy behind me. So I know I'm connected, but I'm not connected enough to read it as clearly as I could the other night. If I had to come up with a hypothesis, two things come to me. One, I'm a little off. I took a nap before this. I thought I was rested. Maybe I'm not. So maybe I'm a little off. My energy is a little low. Everything's not coming in as clear. I'm connected, but it's not coming in as clear. That's hypothesis number one. My second hypothesis is that in connecting with the other energies that feel so vast, limitless, that they elevated what I'm experiencing up a few notches. So stuff that's on a lower vibration than that is only coming in subtly because I'm not tuning in on that vibration. And I really can't say which one it is. I don't feel tired and I took a nap and I was peaceful, calm, balanced and restful intentionally all day long trying to conserve my energy for this show. So I'm going to trust the process. I got to say, if I didn't feel the energy behind me, if it felt totally different too when I was connecting to the Paracas Pyramid, I would have scrapped the whole show. But because I felt energy behind me, and I have two possible theories as to why my ability to read stuff seems off, I'm going to trust the process. I'm going to keep going unless I get some intuition assigned to stop. But I'm going to keep going forward. Let's go to the inhabitant of the Tum Tum elongated skull that we connected with the other night let's connect with him or her first and then we're gonna try and put all the pieces together and focus our intention on facilitating some kind of positive change in tum tum all right but the inhabitant of the elongated skull first please I feel a vastness of light and energy that is balanced and vibrating at a high frequency and things got brighter. I'd say 20% brighter with my eyes closed. I'm just going to keep going forward. doesn't feel like it did the other night. can't remember what I said for this one. Was it 
20 feet tall, that size feeling, and it feels different, but because of what I'm feeling, it feels so positive, and I was on a higher vibrational level, I'm just going to keep moving forward. Let's take it all together now and go to Tum Tum, please. Wow, I'm really curious how much time went by. I'm happy to report I feel neutrality and I'll take it as a first step. Considering I felt heavy and depressed, which is never a good state to be in, and now I feel neutrality. If I remember from Amy's Land, came across it twice where extreme emotion sadness to neutral to ramping up there was a process and that was an area of land that took two steps two tries to get to neutral and this is a pyramid that took one try to get to neutral although I did it for and I'll fill it in I was just in for 13 minutes If you've been following along, you know that's a long time. I'm grateful that I was able to, I don't want to say witness. This is the visual I got to help me to understand where I was in the equation. If there was a mile wide lake, and at the center of lake, a whirlpool of activity was going on, that would suck anything in that was near it, like that kind of activity. But when you got to the edge of the lake, There were just little ripples coming out from that. From all that's going on in the center, just little ripples coming out, letting you know that something's happening and it's still happening. Maybe the ripples are even a foot high, which would be a lot for a lake. They're not really doing anything to you, but wow, there's foot high ripples in the lake. I wonder what's going on in the center. It's like I was put out on the edge. (laughs) It's like, thank you, Kurt. Now, like Sasquatch that time, Thank you, now get out of the way. But this wasn't a total get out of the way. So I'll take that as a compliment to let me stand in the water at the very edge where I could feel the ripples, but I couldn't tell what was going on. And I just knew it was taking a long time. And for a long time, the energy felt stuck. And I kept thinking, trust the process, trust the process. Because if energy doesn't move at all for five minutes, I'm usually like, all right, nothing's going to happen. Everything that I connected with seemed to come at at an elevated state ready for this. I got to trust the process. So I'm glad I did because I'll be honest, I also went through a period where, because I really love doing this stuff. So there came a point where when I realized where I was in relation to the, what was going on and that I even got to witness in quotes this, that I get to be part of this I can get excited about that. And so when I started to get a little excited about the work that was being done, and then I was getting to at least stand at the edge of it, a clear as if it was physical in this realm, pitch, tone, played in my ear. It was clear and crisp and just got my attention and focused me right back in again. And I was like, I got it. I got it. Then I thought, 
I'm so thankful that they're letting me even feel it because with the Sasquatch spirit, it was totally get out of the way. Like, you don't get to feel anything. Get out of the way. <laughs> I'd noticed it. I felt work being done, work being done, work being done, work being done. And then everything became still. It was as if then I was allowed to go on a little rowboat out to the middle of the lake and see, look, everything's calm. Whatever you can imagine happened, everything is calm now. And the energy of Tum Tum feels neutral. I know I want to connect with the other elongated skulls from the Tum Tum area because the original one, that was off balance, right? It needed a little balance. So I want to check on the other ones to see how they're doing. Any, anybody's related. This is exactly the way I think about that. If in one of my lifetimes I was responsible for either being evolved on my home planet or going to another planet to then construct something so magical to be a part of that pyramid project, then there comes in a point in my life where I die and go on to another incarnation, another incarnation. If I could retain it all the memory or from between incarnations, or if I could retain the memory of that at all, that's not something I'd probably ever let go. Take maybe a thousand lifetimes. That's something I'd always look back on and be like, I wonder how that's doing. I heard it's not doing it right. Can I help out with that? I could see me being that way. Makes sense to me because I believe in reincarnation and I believe when you're in the in-between state between incarnations, you have access to more information. You could see more as to what's going on. I know I would be that way. So definitely want to work with them, help them out and see if they want to help. If we can get the whole team back together in spirit, literally. I imagine that would be the team if we can get Tom Tom ramped up again that would sustain it without a problem. To be continued on that one. And I know I mentioned at the beginning of the show the pyramid that was leveled to put up apartments in Peru. I didn't know if I was going to get to it. I have some energy left, so I'm going to give it a shot. While we're all still connected, let's go check out if there's any juju left in that area or if after seven years or whatever it was, that area is just apartment buildings now and all the magic's dissipated. Let's go find out. Please connect me with that Paracas pyramid that was leveled in the video I watched from 2013. The area of where that pyramid was, please. Yeah, tonight's not a good night to do that. (laughs) I'm not feeling things from the same level of subtlety that I normally feel things. Things normally feel pretty physical to me. I'm just feeling them on a different layer tonight. I can't be as descriptive. So we're going to revisit that area. I don't think it's going to change from now until whenever the next show is. I think Tum Tum... The former inhabitants of the elongated skulls from Tom Tom will be an ongoing mention in shows. As I do work on them, I'll mention them. I'm not going to do a part three. I'll just mention them in other shows. If it went from depressed to neutral, where's it going to go from neutral to what next? 
So I'm definitely going to work on it next show. It's just not going to be a part three. My next show is leaning towards Wim Hof, the Iceman, his breathing method, which I know a lot of people talk about it, but I'm going to talk about the magic of Wim Hof and how his breathing method works on an energetical, spiritual level. And I'm feeling pretty comfortable and I can explain it in an intelligent way where it'll make sense to you even if it's a new concept. I think I've thought about it enough now where I can present it in an understandable way. And then definitely mention in another show when I'm feeling things more physically again. Go visit that former site of the Paracas Pyramid that was leveled for apartment buildings. So I don't know what I could have expected for tonight. Things were weird for me and a little unfamiliar. But I'm glad I trusted the process because in the end, I felt like I was able to feel a layer of subtlety of the Tum Tum Pyramid that went from off to clogged to neutral feeling. So I'm glad I didn't uh, abandon ship on this one, even though it's out of my comfort zone, not what I'm used to in my sessions. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you're all staying healthy and doing well. Till next time, everyone. Peace.